Hello, this is Work From Home, the podcast that helps you stay productive, connected and sane whilst working remotely. I'm Harry. And I'm Alex. And before we get started, something you might be interested in, or certainly you should be interested in, we have some incredibly high quality, glamorous, double layer, laminated table protectors, otherwise known as Work From Home podcast coasters to give away. They are exceptional and you should be very excited to have one in your home. If you would like one of these exceptional items for your office space, um, send us an email, wfh at lowerstreet.co. It's as simple as that. Send us an email, we'll send you a coaster and you can you know, brighten your workspace with our glorious artwork. Today, we're going to talk about an article that you found, Alex, that says we shouldn't work from home forever. Yes, this is an interesting article on MediaTel by Jan Gooding. And this is kind of continuing on the theme of what we discussed in a previous episode and last week, which was this idea that we're in this kind of tempering phase of working from home where we've had the highs and the lows. And now we're kind of looking towards it as a way of working for potentially the rest of our lives. And this article brings up a number of interesting points I haven't really seen mentioned in this way in articles before. And one of the first ones is this idea that there's a new workplace political dynamic in virtual meetings. This idea that you just come into these Zoom meetings and you can't really get a gauge for the mood of the room or individual people, or you can't have those sort of high fidelity interpersonal interactions with people when you're just doing it virtually. Yeah, I mean, obviously I stand strongly on the side that remote work should be embraced and something we should all do forever. But I do definitely agree that there's certain situations that um, demand in-person contact and we should certainly never certainly never avoid it completely. I, I think the, the politics one is really important. I think you mentioned it, the high fidelity kind of interaction you have in person is just something you, so far in our experience anyway, you just can't replicate. I've never tried virtual reality. I don't know if you had. It's a bit of a kind of left field thought here, but like I know virtual reality tech is just, you know, taking huge strides at the moment and it's something that a lot of people are really excited about. And I don't know whether that's something that could potentially solve that issue. I think it's interesting. I haven't used virtual reality that much, but one of the interesting things is that when you're in the same space as as these other people, they obviously don't look very real. But the movement physically is real because it's more accurately mapped so it adds like another dimension to it yeah so i'd be really interested to see if that kind of solves some of the problems but i think ultimately what we're what we're saying is like yeah you just can't beat in-person contact and certainly from me from my perspective like client meetings like when i'm having a, a meeting with a client it is just always better when when you're in the flesh it just facilitates better human to human contact doesn't it you just you're just able to sort of build a relationship better than you can remotely that said, we're doing 99% of our interaction with clients and potential clients remotely, and it's working just fine. But I, I can definitely see an argument that that you wouldn't want to just sort of sign up to 100% remote work forever. Yeah. And continuing on the topic of that in-person contact, a positive aspect of work from home that's mentioned here is the challenge that it presents to presenteeism. This idea that a lot of people will have gone into work if they weren't feeling up to it physically or mentally, you know, whether that be because they're ill or whether it's just one of those days that you can't quite kick it into high gear. And that now 
there's an obvious demonstration of the fact that you don't need to be there if you don't necessarily want to. Absolutely. And because I, I think like so much of the time when I was in an office, if someone didn't turn up, you know, because they weren't feeling well, so often that would be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so hasn't turned up. Yeah, whatever. Just can't be bothered. Da, 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 da. I just feel like that's not going to be the case anymore because everyone knows that actually, you know, working from home is a legitimate thing and you really can get stuff done at home. And I, because I totally agree that like just dragging yourself into the office to be present is so counterproductive because quite often, especially if you are a bit ill, a bit under the weather, you sort of drag yourself into work because you think, well, I can go and I don't want people to think that I'm slacking. You know, you make yourself sicker and it lasts for longer, especially in the current time. Like that's obviously a really bad idea. So I think there's a lot of reasons. And sometimes it's just because you're not, you just know that you either don't need to be there because there's no meetings that you have to attend and you can get everything done at home or you're just not feeling like you just don't feel like going in. Some, I mean, I, I used to wake up and not want to go to the office. Didn't mean I didn't want to work. I just didn't couldn't be bothered to go to the office. And I think that's perfectly valid. But on that point of compassion for yourself, it's also highlighted this compassion and kindness that you can extend to other people because we all are if only by virtue of the fact that we're more acutely aware of our own mental health, we are now also more aware of other people's as well. Well, just because we're human beings, we're empathetic creatures, you have to, you know, you see yourself in other people. But another point this article makes is that we have been forced to just be more accepting and attuned to other people's mental health. Yep, which is awesome. Absolutely agree. Another point that we have talked about before is the erosion of the line between work and home life when they are the same place. But an interesting point brought up here is this idea of, we've mentioned this before, a third space, but in this case, it, they're literally being a third space. The example given here is, you know, when you're at university, you have your classroom, you have wherever you're staying, but then you also have like the university library as a third place. And perhaps that's a space that we might see introduced in the future, kind of like a sort of co-working place, but maybe less committal. Sure. I mean, I think it exists now as well with just like going to a coffee shop. You know, you're not necessarily working from home, but you're working remotely and just doing it in another space. I find that really helpful. Like I've mentioned in the last episode, I was talking about, you know, working from a train and just really enjoying that kind of peace and quiet and that that space. So, yeah, I think you can you can get that kind of home life separation while being a remote worker. But uh, but yeah, definitely a, a valid point. And on the similar sort of topic of getting out, an issue raised here is the potential for us to end up living in a bubble, which I am keenly aware of insofar as I would quite like to live <laughs> in a bubble, even though it's not, obviously, that's not a sustainable way to live your life <laughs> well no i mean in a bubble they're airtight aren't you You'd run out of oxygen yes ho, ho, ho. so no i i think buy an office plant and then you're, you're yeah good to go. exactly exactly i know because i'm 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 a bit in danger of that as well like i do quite love a bit of hermit life personally from time to time yes and there's also the point that there's a balance to be found here because on the one hand it says in the article that going out being subject to all this advertising and the sounds and smells of public transport and then going to an office, that's not necessarily a healthy alternative. That might just be the other end of the spectrum and that maybe there's a, a middle a middle ground like we just mentioned, you know, a coffee shop or something like that. 
So yeah, this is just us continuing to rag on offices, something which I have very little experience of. But yeah, <laughs> boo offices. That's all for today. Thanks very much for listening. As I mentioned before, if you would like a dazzlingly beautiful coaster for your desk of the Work From Home daily podcast, then please send us an email, wfh at lowerstreet.co. Don't forget to subscribe for more episodes every weekday. And thanks very much for listening. Thank you.